Well, hello, everybody. It is that time again. It's podcast time. And uh, as always, it's just been too long, but this is a special edition podcast. It's a special edition of the Ketogenic Bodybuilding Podcast um, Contest Prep Edition. This would be number two in that series. I wish there'd been more up to this point, but hey, I've been a little preoccupied with this little contest prep thing, which is what we're talking about today. And uh, it's all going to be about peak week, the final week before the competition, the all-important final week. But before we get to that, this podcast, which means me, is fueled by Animal Pack Nutrition. And I have literally been, no bullshit, using Animal Pack products since 1994 consistently. That's how much I believe in their stuff. And I could never miss a day because I can always tell. And my performance and my results lack substantially when I'm not consistently using Animal Pack products. I use the Animal Pack multivitamin. Like I said, I've been using it daily for decades, since 1994. And uh, I mean, I use the the cutting stack in every contest prep, which is the Animal Pack Cuts, the Animal Pack Stack, and the Animal Pack Omega. Um, I use their pump formula pre-workout, as well as the powder uh, pump pro. And then if you haven't tried the PM formula, you are missing out. If you have any trouble sleeping, which I do during a contest prep, not so much in other times. However, when you try the Animal Pack PM supplement, you take it about 30 minutes before you go to bed, you will have the most exquisitely wonderful, peaceful sleep you've ever had. It's fantastic. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that. So anyway, what I'm trying to get to is, is as an Animal Pack brand ambassador, which I'm so proud to be, the next time you go to animalpack.com, choose the products that are going to work best for you. I pretty much recommend all of them. Oh, and if you haven't tried their whey powder, I haven't. Oddly, in all these years, I hadn't tried their whey protein. I finally tried it. I got the brownie batter and it is like freaking heaven. It tastes amazing. And uh, it's especially good as a post-workout way. It's got a, just like four grams of carbs in it, but it's formulated to be a fantastic post-workout whey protein powder. So I'll do my Dimatize ISO 100 in the mornings as always. And then I've been doing the Animal Pack whey protein powder. Like I said, I love the brownie batter uh, post-workout and I've been just very pleased with it. So anyway, Go to animalpack.com, get your gear, get your stuff, and use the coupon code RGOODWIN10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And they got free shipping over 75 bucks. And there's never been a time in my life I haven't went there and spent less than $75. How could you? Too much cool shit. So again, R Goodwin 10, R G O O D W I N 10, get you 10% off. I'd truly appreciate you supporting this amazing company. I would never ask you to invest in a supplement that I didn't feel worked. I swear to God, I've been approached by dozens of supplement companies over the years and many just in the past year wanting to wanting me to be uh, to you know push their products, to be part of their team. 
And I've said no so many times because I I didn't truly believe in it. And when I had the opportunity to do this with Animal Pack, I jumped all over it uh, in a New York second. So highly recommend it. Anyway, back to the podcast. This is all about peak week. And like I said, I am in a contest prep. And uh, by the way, uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, go to Instagram, find me at the real Rob Goodwin, because finally, after all the promising, I'm actually doing daily posts about contest prep, about training, about nutrition, supplementation, the foods I'm eating, everything that I'm doing, lots of IGTV videos. Hell, I was shooting video this morning at 3.15 a.m. when I'm doing right before my fasted cardio. I'm opening up the curtains and letting all you guys into what I'm doing. I'll be doing more and more and more as the time goes on, and I'll be doing some shooting at the competitions themselves. So please give me a follow on Instagram. I would truly appreciate it, and I promise to keep the content coming. So Peak Week. Peak Week is the culmination of your entire contest prep. It is that all-important final week, and it's either going to be relatively smooth and easy, which I'm going to discuss, or it's going to be a nightmare, but it's your decision on the outcome based on what you did the weeks and months before that all-important week, right? So, and this is, you know, disclaimer, this is my peak week based on what I do. This is not your peak week. This is not a client's peak week because they all differ. Everybody's is different. And uh, I've got a new program coming out that you're gonna learn all about soon. My new platinum contest prep training program. And that particular program, if you become a client, I'm gonna limit it to 10 people at a time. You will get uh, the most meticulous coaching that I could ever offer with you know, weekly video chats, complete custom menus, everything you could imagine that takes you all the way through peak week designed specifically for you. No one else, 110% customized to the client. It's something that I've been working on for years and we are literally hopefully about a week away from launching that. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, my peak week and I, and really I've always had kind of this manifesto this short little manifesto that I've actually quoted a few times and there's different variations of it, but you know, being in the bodybuilding world for nearly 30 years to some degree uh, and extremely steeped in it back in the 90s and now extremely steeped in it again since 2014, competing all the time, always in prep, coaching athletes. I'm now training an IFBB pro. Um, you know, this is, uh, sort of my manifesto and, and that is that I believe the path to an extreme physique. I always talk about an extreme physique and especially for the physique, uh, competitor for, for physique competition, for bodybuilding theoretically has not changed in over 60 years. You have to, no exception, train fucking hard train consistently four or five days a week, train heavy. And I mean, true heavy and train to failure. You have to engage in progressive overload on a weekly basis and use a hypertrophy. It just means muscle building driven bodybuilding style pro split. 
This is not for CrossFitters, okay? Don't think you can reinvent the fucking wheel, all right? You have to saturate the muscles with protein every two to three hours. You might be able to get away from every three to four hours. And you have to manipulate your energy sources, healthy fats and clean carbohydrates. <gasps> yes, he said carbs in a ketogenic bodybuilding podcast. You all should know by now that carbs are not evil and they're not the enemy. So you have to manipulate those energy sources, healthy fats, clean carbohydrates at the right times and the right amounts and track everything meticulously. This is competition. This isn't just a, a, a pastime. You gotta be all in, track what you're freaking eating, track your training, track sleep, track heart rate variability. I mean, track it all, I do. And I use that information that I use for myself to make sure that I can relate it to my clients. That's why this platinum program is gonna be so badass because there will be no stone unturned. And when we get to the point of cutting, that's when, that's when it gets real. That's when we separate the men from the babies. You gotta suffer for a minimum, minimum of 12 weeks or longer, probably much longer in most cases, and take yourself to a place that 98% of all the people out there will never go to. And short of doing these simple truths means you've already given up and you're not being true to the commitment you have made to one of the hardest endeavors on earth. If you're not suffering in the last six weeks of a contest prep, you are doing it wrong. Calculate every minute of every day, training, eating, sleeping, all of it. And lastly, if you're doing this, do it to win. Why the hell not? Honor all those who suffered before you, respect them and respect the sport of bodybuilding and physique competition. It's called peak week for a reason, because you've done the work, you've climbed the mountain, for months, you've left nothing to chance. You gave it 110% effort, suffered, sacrificed, and abstained to a level most people cannot even comprehend. Now you are at the peak. Listen, it's not called the, I didn't go hard enough, now I'll have to come up with some magic voodoo to correct all my laziness and lack of effort week. It's peak week. You're climbing a mountain. Think of a, think of a huge mountain. You're at the base of the mountain. That's when it starts and you start climbing and you climb and you climb and it's going to get harder as you get higher up the mountain and you have less oxygen and require more effort and you get weaker and you're expending more energy until finally at the very top you finally reach the peak the peak should not be the hardest part the peak should be the victory and if you've done your contest prep properly Peak week is not that complicated. In fact, it is the easiest of the, of the entire thing, short of a few little simple truths. Now, there are myths and there are truths of peak week. Let's go through a couple of those. Truth. There are very little peak week manipulations if you simply come in shape, preferably two weeks early. I'm going to say that one again. There are very little peak week manipulations if you simply come in shape, preferably two weeks early. Honestly, the client that goes the extra mile, works extra hard, suffers more than anyone, diets harder than anyone, really the reality is 
in, in, in many cases, they can do what I call wake and walk. They can wake up that morning on Saturday morning and eat a little bit of food and literally walk on stage freaking ripped, peeled, shredded, confident, ready to rock. Because why? They've put in the work and they know it. The confidence is brimming from them. You know, you a lot of people, most people, when you first wake up in the morning is when you're the most shredded and peeled. Yet you're a little flat. Okay? So the ideal athlete... And what I am trying to do, even at my age, is, you know, every single morning, the very first thing I do, I roll out of bed, usually around 3 a.m., sometimes earlier, take a pee, I go downstairs, and then downstairs again to my freaking man cave, and I immediately look in the mirror. And that's generally when I am the most peeled. I see striations in the muscles. I see you know, vascularity brimming through me. I see, you know, uh, lots of definition, lots of separation. And then throughout the day, as you go, as you eat, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to pull, you know, water is going to come to the surface of your skin a little bit because of the, the nutrients in your body and so forth. So the, the key is putting just enough food in your body to fill up the muscle. So you look full and the muscles really pop and they press against the skin and you see the striations and the separation without what we call spilling over and then making you look soft and watery. And if you do this in the right way, if you have the right manipulation of a little bit of carbohydrate, a little bit of sodium, a little bit of water, then it kind of any remaining water at the subcutaneous level gets kind of drawn into the muscle with that glycogen, with that sodium. And your muscles look like, you know, they're pressed against saran wrap. And that's the goal. So really, you know, uh, you know, I, I give you when I give you what I eat on that morning, that would be the most I would ever eat. Sometimes it's even far less than what I'm going to discuss today. I give the 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 max amount. If I'm looking if I wake up on that Saturday morning and I'm just super thrilled with my appearance, and that's what I want the judges to see, short of just a little bit of fullness that I'm gonna get from a little bit of carbs and pump up, I'm gonna leave most of it alone. So if you can wake and walk right on stage and fucking conquer, that's where you wanna be. Some people may come in a little too flat and need a little bit more food, and that's the chess match we play. But still, at the very end of the day, if you walk in to Saturday morning or whatever the day your competition is, they're usually on Saturdays. If you're in the best shape of your life, there are very few manipulations that will need to be made. Second truth, if you think you don't look shredded and you're not very confident three to four weeks out, and think you can fix it with water depletion strategies, sodium strategies, or something else, guess what? You're not in shape. You didn't put in the work. You didn't suffer. You're fat, and you didn't diet hard enough or properly, and or didn't train hard enough and or properly. And when I say you're fat, I mean for physique competition to place like top two, top three. You know, or let's even say top six if it's a if it's a tough lineup. If you're going to go stand on stage and compete, it's called a competition, not a hey neighbor, look what I did. And again, if if you're three to four weeks out, and you look in the mirror and you don't have a smile on your face and think Jesus, this 
This is the best I've ever looked. This is the hardest I've ever worked. I left nothing to chance. I gave it everything. Then you're ready. But if you don't think that and you think to yourself, shit, all right, I, I need to like not eat and I need to, uh, I'll fix it. I'm, I'm holding too much water. You're not holding too much water. You're fat. You have too much body fat on you. You didn't diet hard enough. You didn't train hard enough or long enough. And that's just the simple truth. There have been a couple of times when I've messaged or talked to a client and said, hey, we might want to pull the plug on this one. Let's go back to the drawing board and let's look for another show a few months out. We're not ready. So be honest with yourself. But if you don't want to get to that point, do the work. Okay? Here's a myth. I've actually heard people say this and think this and express this to me. They'll say, well, I don't want to get too ripped or too lean or too small because I don't want to lose my size. Listen, that remark is total bullshit and an excuse for those who do not have the discipline to suffer on their diets. The judges want shredded freaks on stage with good proportions. Conditioning is the number one priority and the number one goal. Okay. Here's an example. You have two light heavyweight bodybuilders. And really, this is an analogy that applies to all classes and all weight classes. Okay. Bodybuilder number one is 176 pounds at 3% body fat. Bodybuilder number two is 195 pounds at 8% body fat. Now, 3% body fat is extremely lean and you know, show winning kind of body fat levels where 8% is lean. Your friends will say you look amazing. You would look, you'd be the, the most shredded guy probably at the pool or at the beach or out on the lake. You're going to look good in your Instagram tank top photos, but 8% compared to 3% is a whole ball game. So if bodybuilder number one is 176 pounds at 3% body fat, and bodybuilder number two is 195 pounds at 8% body fat, bodybuilder number two will be bigger, but bodybuilder number one wins every time. This plays true in every division, whether it be men's physique, classic physique, women's figure, women's bikini, or women's bodybuilding. Shredded and conditioned wins the stage and gets the hardware every time. Here's another myth. Oh, you should train high reps and low weight during a cut a few weeks out before the show. Bullshit. That is false. Because your goal is to keep the mass that you have, the mass that you've built for anywhere from six to 12 months in your mass building phase before you get to your cut, which with clients, I begin at 24 weeks out, which is, you know, I actually have a seven step process where we whittle it down. And step number one of seven is the mass building phase, which, like I said, depending on the athlete, could be four or five months or it could be 12 months. And then once we get to a point where we feel like we've done the work there, then it's time to, you know, work 24 weeks out from a competition or a potential comp competition, photo shoot, whatever, and then start phases, you know, two through seven, seven being peak week. So... You should not train high reps and low weight a few weeks out before a show. The goal is to keep the mass that you've built, and you literally do this 
two ways. One, you continue to train hard. Bring the, you can bring the reps up slightly, sure, 12 to 20 reps, something in that range, but you gotta keep the intensity high. It should still be difficult. You should still be training to near failure, if not still failure, in, in safe movement patterns. Just choose safer movements. You know, just consider ditching the deadlifts, the rack pulls, the barbell squats, heavy barbell bench presses maybe, and maybe any reverse grip, heavy barbell rows, something like that. And use machines, Smith machine variations, cable machines, dumbbells, have partners hand off the heavy dumbbells to you safely so you don't rip a shoulder out. You still need to convince your body that there's a real need to hold on to the mass that you've built and lifting intense heavy weights will accomplish this. If the body doesn't think it needs to hold on to that muscle because it doesn't ever use it, then it'll let it go. Okay. And number two, you got to keep the lean protein high. You need lots of protein to help maintain lean mass and not burn it through the dieting process. You know, I've seen people go through a contest prep and they're just, you know, they, they, they set a caloric ceiling. They think, okay, I'm, I'm in a deficit. And then they're eating like mostly carbohydrates or, you know, and not nearly enough protein. The reason we go high protein is to help keep and maintain the lean mass that we've built, right? You might want to also consider using animal pack stack along with the daily animal pack multivitamin packs and the omega packs to get in all the critical micronutrient essential fatty acids and hormonal support you need during this critical time to keep your muscle at all costs that's what i do and if you need to use a fat burner i like like i said i'll use a quality fat burner like uh, the animal pack cuts and uh, that helps me definitely keep the fire stoked at all times plus it has Lots of other compounds in it for water management, nootropics for, you know, mental support and things like that. But there's also nutrient partitioning and energy balance. And, you know, if you're a good nutrient partitioner, almost every calorie burn comes from stored body fat and not muscle. See, that's the key here. We're trying to keep the muscle, burn the fat. And if you don't know what the hell you're doing, and I've seen so many that don't, I don't have a clue what they're doing. If you're not a good nutrient partitioner, you could lose a pound of muscle for every few pounds of fat that you lose. And for me, nearly every client I train, it's simply high protein, then the balance and manipulation of carbs and fats, depending on where you are in your cut and how your body is reacting. I will have higher carb days and weeks. I will have higher fat days and weeks. Do not eat just all protein. You will need some carbs in certain times and fats in certain times for a variety of critical reasons. Among the most important is because they can both be protein sparing, meaning your body will need to deal with them as energy and not use your protein or lean mass as a fuel source. In other words, my protein is always high, but depending on the day or week, either carbs or fat will be elevated while the others are lowered while still maintaining a pretty severe caloric deficit. You know, we talk about gluconeogenesis as being a demand-driven process. It is, but there's still a cap to that. And some of these protein-sparing modified fasts that people do for an extended period of times, guess what? The demand is going to be high to borrow from that protein because you're not getting either enough carbs or you're not getting enough fat. So be careful with that. Don't just take that as a blanket approach. Be intelligent, rational, and logical with your nutrient partitioning. 
There's also many weeks deep into my cut that carbs would be super low, under 20 grams. So I will increase healthy fats on those days. Conversely, there'll be some other weeks that carbs will be elevated, so I will in turn lower fats considerably, 20 grams or less on those days. Yes, it begins with energy balance. Calories do matter, but in physique competition, the types of calories matter as well. Physique competition also, I believe, put to rest the insulin hypothesis. Many in the keto world think it's all about insulin. It's all about insulin. And it's not about calories in, calories out, which is just energy balance. Try that in bodybuilding prep. The competitor that use a lot, utilizes carbs in the right amounts at the right times to achieve a specific purpose and who uses insulin's positive effects to his advantage will have the most ripped physique and spare the most lean mass compared to the competitor who just dumped carbs 100% and went too high in fats all the time. Yeah, I've seen guys that have done okay in bodybuilding competitions, maybe even won a couple of shows. But try, try pulling that bullshit in the NPC. Yeah, you could, you could look well that way, but you could look incredible if you dial it in. Make these little changes. Don't just stick to, to, to some zealotry, dogma, or ideology just to further a business. Do what actually works and tell your clients and followers the truth. Also, the high-fat, no-carb crowd takes in too little protein to retain the most amount of harder and lean muscle mass possible. That's why I believe my hybrid approach works best for ketogenic lower-carb bodybuilders. There you have it, all right? You know, I, I didn't just pull this shit out of my ass. It came from a lot of testing and tried-and-true approaches and me using it on my own self for competition prep uh, since 2014 and then going way back into the 90s when... You know, we were following some of these gurus that started playing with some of these uh, approaches which used carbs at the certain times and the certain amounts and manipulated their nutrient partitioning with their fats and their carbs and their protein, etc. So there's been a ton of research that's gone into this and a ton of practice, right? Okay, anyway, let's get off that. Water depletion strategies. Water depletion is very overrated. You can really screw things up if you do this incorrectly. The best approach is to be drinking a good amount of water every day now through your entire prep, say a gallon to a gallon and a half, and do this all the way into peak week until the day before the show. And if you feel like you're holding on to a little bit of water, which you probably won't, if you've been dieting properly, stop the water intake about 5 p.m. That's something that I do do and just go into sips or enough to take your animal pack supplements or other supplements. I'll do that just to pull that little bit of water that I have left into the muscle. And then when I carb load the next morning, I'll do it with a little bit of water. So the carbohydrate, the sodium and the water are all working together to pull inside the muscle and create that fullness. So I, but I still look lean, separated and ripped. Then there's the sodium depletion strategies. I think this is the worst. This is a very bad idea for most. Unless you're a, a pro bodybuilder, juice to the gills, using compounds, and you, know, you have a coach that's walking you through this, the sodium depletion strategies, in my experience, have backfired more than they've done good. I've never dealt with sodium depletion, and I'm glad I never have, and I never will, and I still don't plan to. This is a bad idea. You need some sodium 
to look full and not flat. Sodium works with carbs and water within the muscle to make your muscles pop and look full on stage. I may reduce my sodium maybe half at the most the day before the show and then salt up everything with my carbs when I carb load. And I would not do any more than that. And I never, ever, ever have or will take any diuretics. They're just too dangerous. There's no way I'm going to go there. And I've never needed them. And you don't either if you just do your shit right. All right? All right, carb loading. Now, this one is a must. But the amounts differ by sex, class, current condition, and so forth. There's really two main strategies. You can either deplete, then carb up on Friday and Saturday morning. Or some may uh, do sort of the backload approach. Um or excuse me, the front load approach early in the week so they can, so they back off, so they can back off if they see those carbs beginning to spill over. So that's why it's critical to do several mini dry runs weeks and weeks out to see how your body reacts to both versions, literally hourly to the carbohydrate that you're taking in. So that's another great reason to do refeeds because you're going to be doing it anyway, so you need to see how your body reacts and I've never done a refeed that, that uh, was detrimental to my progress, ever. I've never done a refeed and been fat the next day. I've never done a refeed and looked like shit the next day. I've never done a refeed and not felt great the next day. So save that argument. If the goal is an extreme physique to look your best, to be ripped, shredded, peeled, dry, muscular, phenomenal, refeeds work. And that's what every bodybuilder does you know, a couple of days out from the show, the day before, and definitely the day of. Shredded and a little full is better than too full and not shredded enough because once again, conditioning wins the day, right? So the bottom line here is if you put in the work and you suffered with your diet for 12 weeks or more, you'll be ripped and will not eat, you will not need any tricks or voodoo. Make no mistake, the physique competitor that only talks about water depletion and sodium is just too fat and hoping some last week's voodoo will save him. It won't. Go back to the drawing board, train hard, and diet harder. Okay? So what does a peak week look like? I'm literally going to walk you through my bullet points that I've got on paper for me, right? And a lot of this stuff is second nature and it's repetitive, but you know, I like to go make sure I'm going through my checklist every day. So you've put in the work, you've come to peak week, you're a week out before the show. You've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the show's on Saturday at roughly 10 a.m. is the when the prejudging starts. And bodybuilders are usually the first to go on. So I sort of time mine thinking 10 a.m. 10 to 10.30 a.m. is sort of my timeline, unless the, you know, the, what do you, what do you call it, the, the little thing the, that they give you that tells you what times everybody's going on, then I can make adjustments. But for the most part, I plan on 10, 10.30 a.m. So here's what I do. Monday. For training, that's my last leg day. You want your legs fully recovered so uh, they won't hold water, uh, water and not be separated on stage Saturday. See, when you work legs, uh, they tend to fill with water because you're injuring the muscle. It's a large muscle group 
and water, you know, will come to aid of those torn fibers and you'll be holding water in the quads and you won't see that separation in those deep crevices and the striations. You want your legs fully, fully healed. So just the lightest little pump up backstage on Saturday morning brings out that definition. So after I do one last leg day on Monday, I absolutely completely leave them alone the rest of the week and they will not get any work again until that light pump up on Saturday morning backstage right before I go on. Uh, on this Monday, I'll do a lot of leg extensions with some hard squeezing, some leg presses, some lunges, a few split squats or Smith machine squats, higher rep, not to failure. Again, I don't want to create any injury. I don't want to create, you know, a situation where they need to heal. Uh, so only about 60 to 75% of my max. Uh, also on this day, I will pose hard. You should have been posing anyway, at least 10 minutes a day, a few weeks out. So for 15 minutes, I'm going to practice my routine. I'm going to pose hard. I'm going to do my quarter turns. I'm going to do my mandatory poses. Why do we do this? Even if you've got it down, because when you pose those muscles and you, if you've done it, you know, it's harder than it, than it looks. It's going to help condition those muscles, push that water out, give them a pop by doing this every day. My nutrition, roughly around 1500 calories or less. I will continue to consume high protein, low carbs and lower fats. Fats will be a bit higher than my carbs uh, because I'm really trying to deplete from my uh, carb load. And the little bit of fat I do bring in will be coming from uh, an egg yolk or two, what's naturally occurring in my lean meats. And I usually do like a couple of tablespoons of uh, almond butter. Um, uh, I'm making a final depletion before carb loading. So I feel my body just reacts better this way by keeping those carbs low, a little bit of fats and keep that protein high. Cardio, I'm still gonna be doing 30 minutes, but instead of doing the 12 incline, you know, fasted version, I'm just gonna do 30 easy minutes steady state because once again, I don't wanna put any stress on my quads. Supplementation stays the same. I do Animal Pack, Animal Pack Cuts, Animal Pack Stack, Animal Pack Omega, Animal Pack Pump, which is a pre-workout, and Animal Pack PM, which is what I take before bed. Additional things that I do, I'm gonna lay in the sun or go to the tanning bed and get lots of rest. You wanna keep your stress low. If you are stressed out or do too much physical labor, you will secrete cortisol, and cortisol makes you look like shit. A stressed out bodybuilder releases cortisol, flattens out, gets watery, and looks like hell. That's why confidence is so important by knowing you did everything you can do. So you you come into that peak week knowing, I'm ready to rock this shit. No stress here. Here we go. Okay, so Tuesday, I'm going to have my last back day. It's very similar, if not exact, to every back day I've been doing. I'm just going to be very careful. I'll go pretty hard on back. I'm not worried about creating a lot of stress there. I really want those back muscles to pop. I'm going to continue to pose hard for about 15 minutes, practice my quarter turns, my mandatory poses, my routine, which is 60 seconds. Nutrition is the same as Monday. It's around 1,500 calories, high protein, low carbs, low fat. Fat's a little higher than the carbs, coming from a couple of egg yolks, what's in my meats and a couple of spoonfuls of almond butter. Uh, sometimes I'll even put like a drizzle of mac macadamia nut oil over any vegetables I'm having. Cardio is still 30 minutes easy. Supplementation is the same, all my animal pack stacks. Additional still just lay in the sun, go to the tanning bed, rest, keep stress low. Wednesday, 
pretty much exactly the same. I'm going to do a chest day, similar to most chest days, just being very careful. I'm going to stick to more machines, hammer strength, uh, Smith machine, bands, etc., cables, that kind of stuff. I'm going to continue to pose hard for about 15 minutes. Quarter turns mandatory poses in my routine. My nutrition is the same. Everything I just mentioned before on Monday and Tuesday is what I'm going to do on Wednesday. Supplementation the same. Additional is the same. Lay in the sun, relax, keep stress low. Thursday for this first show coming up is when I will be at the hotel. So I'm going to do shoulders, triceps, and biceps on Thursday because I don't have to go to a gym. Um, on arms, I can do this at any hotel or Airbnb because I'll bring a couple of dumbbells. I'll bring some bands and my TRX straps and I can get a great arm workout with having to drive anywhere and deal with the stress of that. So I'll do shoulders, buys, and tries on Thursday. I'll also continue to pose hard. Nutrition stays the same. Same as before. Cardio, I will eliminate on Thursday. No cardio. Today is just posing. Pose, 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 pose. Squeeze those muscles and rest. Supplementation stays the same. All my animal pack stacks. And I will, you know, I'll lay out by the pool at the hotel, rest and keep stress extremely low and just spend time with family, friends, etc. All right. Friday is where it gets fun. We begin the carb up. And we're going to cut back on water in the evening. Training, none. No stress on the body. You've done your work. It's over. I will continue to pose, though. Squeeze those muscles and keep that conditioning and keep those muscles popping and firing. Nutrition is the same. It's about 1,500 calories or less. I will continue moderate, moderate protein, low fats, about 20 grams or less. But with carbs... I will begin to add in some easily digestible, clean, complex carbs that absorb quickly and efficiently. Things like white rice, cream of rice, rice cakes, uh, maybe some potato that are cut up into like fries and put into an air fryer. Munch on those. Uh, anywhere from 50 to 100 grams per meal every few hours. I'll combine this with maybe a little bit of white fish, maybe some egg whites or maybe some very lean chicken breast. I will consume no vegetables on Friday at all. I do not need any undigested bulk and fiber in my gut or digestive tract filling out my stomach or bloating me. I do not understand these people that are cramming a bunch of vegetables on Friday or Saturday. You don't need a whole bunch of fiber stuck in your digest digestive tract or gut bloating your stomach and giving you gas. <laughs> this makes no sense. Listen, Friday and Saturday is nothing about health. It's about you know, a, a strategy to make you look as ripped and shredded on stage as you possibly can. You've killed yourself for 12 weeks or more. Now it's, you know, it, now's not the time to turn into, you know, you know, Joey, the health nut. Okay. This is about winning. So I, no vegetables on Friday, just a uh, small amounts of lean, lean protein and these easily digestible dry carbohydrates. Okay. I will evaluate every hour when I start carving up. I cannot stress this enough. Check yourself in the mirror every hour. Pose, flex, see how your body is reacting. See how the veins are starting to come out. See how your skin looks. Pinch it. Your body should stay hard and look great throughout the day and even begin to fill out just a little bit 
without you know spilling over. You trust me. If you're carb loading on Friday, provided you're not just going nuts, it won't spill over. Especially if you're eating those small amounts of dry, easily digestible carbs that I mentioned. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that, but make sure you evaluate because if for some reason, like if you look fantastic every hour up until 2 p.m. and then maybe you're starting to look a little softer after two, then maybe, you know, skip the carbs in the next meal. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll see the difference, you'll see the change, and then maybe have a little bit more before bed that your body's going to absorb through the night and you're just going to fill up with that muscle glycogen, Okay. Water. I will stop water intake apart from sips after about 5 p.m. Okay? This isn't an individual thing. Not everybody does this. I evaluate this by the client. Okay? For me, I've noticed that this works well, does not do anything detrimental, and I, I like the way it works for me. And it's not that big a deal for me. It's not like I'm dying or need water, you know, I mean, if I'll do a sip here, a sip there, or just enough to take my animal packs uh, or other supplementation. Now, here's a pro tip. <laughs> a little controversial, but again, this is my peak week, not yours, not my clients. But before bed, as I'm kind of relaxing with family, getting ready to wind down, hit the bed, try to get some sleep, good luck with that. I will have a small cup of black coffee and I will have two or three mini bottles, like those little airplane bottles of vodka. They're both a natural diuretic and will pull any unneeded fluid while you sleep. Plus this will relax me and perhaps allow me to get a few more hours sleep than I would have because of, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're pretty wired because of what's coming up the next day. It's hard. It's hard to sleep. Trust me. So that's a little pro tip. You don't have to do that. And again, if I'm coaching you, I'll, you know, I'll pretty much let you know if that's something that maybe you would benefit from or you don't need to do at all. Remember what I said earlier in this podcast? Wake and walk. Some people just are going to wake up Saturday morning, have a, have a rice cake with some almond butter every you know, hour, stand on stage and dominate. You don't need to do much. And the goal is to not need to do much. But these are just little things that I have found that actually work. And, you know, there are uh, some pro bodies. There's a phenomenal story about, you know, eight-time Mr. Olympia, Ronnie Coleman, doing, drinking some vodka the night before he won his first Olympia and just blew everybody out of the water. So there's that. Cardio, still none. I'm done with cardio. I'm done with training. I'm just going to pose. So when I do my hourly evaluations in the mirror. I'm going to pose and check myself out. Uh, my supplementation is going to stay the same that day on Friday. My animal pack, animal pack cuts, animal pack stack, animal pack omega. I'll do an animal pack pump um, for vascularity and I'll take my PM before bed. Um, any additional things? Yes. On this day on Friday, you're going to do a weigh-in in most competitions on Friday evening. At the hotel, you weigh in, you get all your stuff, you get your number, your packet and all your all your cool shit and your swag for the comp. Um, I'll return to the hotel, continue my food strategy and my posing strategies. And then my wife, Nancy, who is the greatest prep wife of all time. <laughs> she's 
freaking phenomenal. If it wasn't for her, I'd be so out in the weeds. Uh, she will apply two coats of Pro Tan Overnight Competition Color. I have no affiliation with Pro Tan whatsoever. They don't know who I am. They don't know I exist, but they make the best shit on earth. So I'm going to go ahead and plug them. It's all I use, and a lot of pro bodybuilders use their stuff. In fact, it's got to be the most popular out there. It's what most people use. She will do, uh, and I tried that whole spray tan at the hotel thing. It's a nightmare. It's stressful. It takes too long. It's, it's weird. Um, so she will apply two coats. You do it like with this little sponge applicator. It goes on super easy, super even. Uh, she'll do the overnight competition color after I shave my entire body. There's an image you can't get out of your head. And I'll also prep my skin with Pro Tans. It's called Get Buffed. Um, it's a pre-tan exfoliant. So it exfoliates your skin and gets it prepared to absorb the color better. And it really works. But Pro Tan is the best competition tan products I've ever used. It's uh, ProTanUSA.com. ProTanUSA.com. If you're a man, they've got a men's competitor bundle. Highly recommend that. Um, so pick that up. And so after I tan and my last meals are done, I'll relax with family, have my before bed vodka, and prayer t- uh, prepare to confidently attack the day on Saturday. And it's off to bed to try to get a little bit of sleep. All right, here we go. Saturday, time to go to battle. It's time to wage freaking war, okay? This is a competition. Game face. I will wake up no later than 5 a.m. You will need some time to eat, wake up, pose, prepare, get mentally prepared for this. You're about to go to the battlefield. Tanning. We do this right after my first little meal. My wife will apply the final two coats, and this time we use the Pro Tan Competition Color Top Coat. There are two different kinds. There's the the night before um, that you use. It's called the Overnight uh, Competition Color. It's a base coat. And then that morning, it's the Pro Tan Instant Competition Color. It's the top coat. She'll put two coats of that on. She'll put a coat on. I'll, you know, I'll let it dry. She'll use a hairdryer on the cold setting, dry me off, put on another, touch up any, you know, spots that we missed and um, make sure the tan is perfect. And I look like a walnut cabinet. Darker is better. If you think you look too dark, you probably are nailing it. As long as it's evened and balanced and make sure you let it dry. Uh, bring extra sheets like that you don't mind getting nasty to your hotel or Airbnb so you don't screw up the furniture or somebody's bed because uh, it can be a little messy until it dries, okay? Here's another pro tip. ProTan makes this stuff called Hot Stuff. It's called Hot Stuff Optimizer Oil. This is a spray-on vasodilator that will literally make your skin hot. My wife will slap it on me. We learned this from a tan guy at one of the competitions. He gave us this great tip and it works. So you spray it on, it's a little pump spray. You spray it on your body. It kind of smells like, remember those, um, um, those atomic fireball little candies that you used to eat when you were a kid? It kind of smells like that. It's hot, it'll make your skin hot. It'll make you vascular. So she will pump that all over me, and it also works as like a a glaze, like an oil for for stage. 
and it will she will slap it all over me and my veins will immediately start to pop your skin um will become vascular and uh you'll just it'll look amazing um i it will greatly warm my skin and bring out that vascularity um hot skin is vascular skin so you want to stay warm at all times without sweating to death. If you get too hot, you'll sweat and your tan could streak, but you wanna stay good and warm, cozy all the time. This is why I always wear a hoodie backstage to stay as warm as possible without sweating off the tan. So depending on how warm the backstage is, I'll bring a thin sweatshirt hoodie and a heavy sweatshirt hoodie, okay? Because you always wanna stay warm. Training, of course, there's none. Uh, when I wake up, I'll do some more posing, check my conditioning in the mirror and see how well I filled out from the Friday carb load. Nutrition, protein, there's really no need for protein. It's all about the carbs. Dry carbs, shitty carbs. I will have a small amount of egg whites on that very first meal about 6 a.m. with maybe just a little bit of cream of rice, which is a nice fast absorbing carbohydrate, gets into your muscles. I will have a very small cup of black coffee. Um, then protein is done and I will still continue to have no vegetables and no fiber of any kind. This is all about carb loading at this point. So after my first breakfast, I will eat some dry carbs, a small amount of fat, and a small amount of sodium every hour and evaluate every hour. What do I eat? What do I eat? This is me, not you. Now I may advise you to do the same or I may make changes in you if you're my client, but I will do rice cakes with almond butter and a little bit of pink salt on top. I will do dry, here's, Okay, here's my secret weapon. I'm gonna go ahead and let it out. Dry, plain, frozen waffles, like Eggo waffles, toasted in the toaster, of course. But I'll toast them, they're dry, there's no water in them, they're fast absorbing, you know, simple carbohydrates, they're crunchy, uh, put them in the toaster, get them nice and crispy, and literally just eat it in my hand. And it's actually, they're actually, you know, at that stage, everything tastes good. <laughs> That's not a chicken breast or a piece of fish. I'll have handfuls of dry cereal, like Frosted Flakes, Rice Krispies, Cocoa Pebbles, things like that. No milk. Um, and some may opt for rice and potatoes. That's fine. Um, if you're going to do, you know, rice and potatoes, try to keep them as dry as possible. I love the approach of the potatoes, like either in the oven roasted or chopped up and put it to an air fryer, that's fine. But I love those dry, dry carbs that are just gonna go straight into the muscles. Rice cakes and almond butter, frozen waffles, dry cereals, things like that. I will continue to evaluate every hour. I cannot stress this enough. Check yourself in the mirror, pose, flex, see how your body's reacting. If you look freaking amazing after the second little meal, then stay the course and keep watching yourself. If you feel like you start to flatten out, then have another rice cake, have another handful of frosted flakes, have one frozen waffle, just to make sure you stay filled out but shredded and vascular. And keep posing, okay? This will pull the water into the muscle with your carbs, fat, and sodium. Water, we're still doing just sips. You're just gonna do sips until after the pre-judging is over. Pre-judging is when the judges make their decisions and whether you've won or lost. The evening show is just for your family and friends. Pre-judging is everything. Cardio, obviously none, you're just going to pose. Backstage, okay? This is where we finish up. We're just gonna cover backstage and we're done. Peak week is over, it's time to go win. So backstage, supplementation. I will just do the animal pack pump, 
the pre-workout, the pills, about 30 to 40 minutes before I pump up backstage. This gives you, obviously, a pump in the muscles and some vascularity, a little bit of energy. I will also use a scoop of the Animal Pap Pack Pump Pro. This is a powder. It's a non-stimulant pump formula, their, their advanced pump formula, with the tiniest amount of water that I can just get it down. This will help me with more pump and vascularity that I want for the stage, okay? 15 minutes before pump up, I will have one to two Rice Krispies treats or one to two Kit Kat bars. Yes, there's carbs, there's sugar, there's a little bit of fat, everything you need for your muscles to soak right up. Now, obviously, if you're a 105-pound bikini model, it might be half of a Rice Krispies treat, half of a Kit Kat bar just enough to get the sugar into the muscles to pump them up while you pump up backstage. You just want that sugar and dry carbs to shuttle into your muscles as fast as possible for your pump up. Relax. The hard work is done. You've suffered. You did all you could for months. Now pump up, be confident, go out there and win the stage. Judges love confidence, smile, show a little attitude. Compete. This is war. But above all, have fun. You've worked so hard for this moment. Enjoy it. You don't want to like do it and not remember it. This is the culmination of all your hard work, probably a good year's worth. After the prejudging, after you've dominated, nailed your poses, shown that incredible physique that you've worked so hard for, after the prejudging, go have lunch with your family. With at that lunch, pretty much have whatever you want without going insane because you still want to look good in the night show when you do your routine and get your award put around your neck and your trophy handed to you. So again, like I think in 2019 when I was able to win the heavyweight open and I won the Masters 50 plus, I think we went to Jimmy John's and I got a sub and a cookie and then we went back to the hotel and then I just continued doing the little bit of you know rice cake and almond butter whatever. And then for the evening show, you know, went back, did my thing, got my awards, got my trophies, hugged my wife, hugged my kids, hugged my friends, hugged, you know, my partners. And then, um, uh, you know, it was over and it was wonderful. Food always tastes better if you win. <laughs> so, after the evening show, you've got your hardware, you've done it, you're now a competitor. Go eat whatever you want and take your damn medals with you. You've earned it. Congratulations, man. You are part of a unique club now. Welcome. Enjoy it. And you will either find you're completely addicted and after a day of recovery and eating way too much food, you'll already start uh, finding yourself behind the laptop looking for that next competition you want to start training for. I can't wait for my qualifier to be over. I'm looking forward to then a month later going to nationals and competing with the best of the best in the nation. And whatever happens, happens because I know that I've worked my ass off. And then after that, hey, that's when it gets fun because, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to do it again. So I'll prepare for a fun off season, a fun mass gain phase. That's when you can eat and train and just 
get back into that fun part of the lifestyle. So anyway, man, I wanted to keep it under an hour. I'm at 55 minutes goal accomplished. I'm starting to get kind of good at this shit. So that is my peak week. That is my, you know, ideology and philosophy of peak week. It shouldn't be the hardest part. It should be relatively easy, provided you've done the work. Okay, so that's all we got for today. I hope this was was helpful if you're looking to compete on stage. This is also helpful if you've got a critical goal date coming up, like for a photo shoot or this huge event that you want to look better than you've ever looked in your life. These same principles apply. So use them to your advantage. Uh, go to robgoodwin.com. That's my website where I have coaching available. We have free resources available. Once again, follow me on Instagram at, at the real Rob Goodwin. There's going to be lots of cool content coming every day. And stay tuned for the greatest coaching package I've ever released, the Platinum. There's going to be a Platinum program and a Platinum Plus Mass. And I'm so excited. I can't hardly stand it. And once these competitions are over, I'll be accepting clients into these programs. And it's going to be so much fun because it's going to be so interactive. And I'll be so interactive with the client. There'll be tons of, you know, there'll be weekly video conferencing. Everything will be customized. The menus will be customized. Everything will be 100% customized to the client. We're going to develop relationships. We're going to get on stage. We're going to walk you through every process. So it's going to be, you know, arguably more rewarding or as rewarding for me as it will be the client. So look forward to that. So thank you guys for everything. And I look forward to uh, the next podcast. We're going to do just another normal ketogenic bodybuilding podcast, hopefully on Friday with the guys. And then uh, I'll be doing more special edition contest prep uh, um, podcasts as well. So until next time, guys, train hard, diet harder, and have a great week.